Um, Chris said something that might be quite shocking to some of you um, because she said the true gospel can be found in, in pretty much every people group everywhere in any religion, which might be quite shocking to some of you, but the essence is if you understand the good news, that is actually true. Not everybody knows that they've encountered the good news, but it is true. Because that poses a, a, a question which I just want to raise with you, which if that is true, what about Jesus? What about this guy called Jesus Christ? This, is there any point or purpose in this person we celebrate at Christmas? Or is he just another figure who turned up in history who happened to turn up at the right place at the right time and, and become famous? Well... I don't know what your views are on that, but I would propose to you, whatever your views are, that something quite remarkable must have happened 2,000 years ago that cannot be simply explained away by some guy being in the right place at the right time. Because in, in all reality, if you look at the life of Jesus, some would argue he was in the wrong place at the wrong time because... Uh, it wasn't that like he came on the scene, did his thing, and you know, and the whole world says, Hail, Jesus the Messiah. It was actually the opposite. He finished up actually being crucified for what he said and um, with very few real followers. And yet, and yet the whole world has been massively impacted by this figure, Jesus Christ. Now, now let's take aside all the nonsense of wars fought in his name and cruelties done in his name, because that is nonsense. You know, with that, the name's just been tagged along to say, well, we're going to kill you in God's name. You know, that's just nonsense. Let's forget the nonsense. And just realize that so much benefit and kindness and generosity has come into our world as a consequence of this thing that became, became Christianity. So... It's worth considering because 2,000 years later we're still, still talking about it. What's also quite remarkable is that the people he talked to in his life, he wasn't giving them the promise of fame, fortune, and power. So whatever it was that attracted him to him, it was not the hope of political or financial or any significance of that kind of level. So for some reason, people were following him for seemingly no personal benefit other than there's something about this guy. And when you then look at this Jesus born in Bethlehem, who then, 33 and a half years later, is nailed to a cross, and, and it's claimed that he, he rose from the dead, yet you have to at least consider the fact that after the claim of him rising from the dead, those who actually were around when he was crucified and rose from the dead, all of his disciples except one died violent deaths, refusing to disown the truth of the resurrection of Jesus. Now, there was no, again, political, financial, or power reward for them 
to not say it was all rubbish, it was false. So the, there was nothing to be gained other than the passion of the belief that I can't say it's not true because it actually was. And historically, you can't find any other reason why these people would say that Jesus rose from the dead unless he did. And there was no promise to them of seven virgins in heaven. If you don't reject me, that one's always baffled me because I think, well, seven nights later, you're done with that, aren't you? That's, do you know what I mean? I mean, just, what's, the, what's all that about? And it may surprise you that they did not stay with their confession because they felt that to deny that confession would subject them to conscious eternal torment in a place called hell because they didn't actually believe that back then. So they weren't doing it because of promise of reward. They weren't doing it because of the threat of some judgment. Therefore, I propose to you they could have only done it because passionately... And intently, what they saw so touched their lives in its reality that they could not allow themselves to disown what they knew to be completely true. These are some of the issues we have to consider when we so easily dismiss this incredible figure, Jesus the Christ. One thing I do believe that Jesus instilled into our world is hope. And uh, there's a wonderful definition for hope, which came into my mind this year, and I, I put it down, and it's so significant because hope is the confident expectation that the last word has not yet been spoken. And if Christmas is full of hope, it's full of hope because of this man, Jesus. And the hope that he brings is a confident expectation that the last word has not yet been spoken. So I want to say to you tonight, whatever you're going through, whoever you are, there is a hope in this amazing guy who 2,000 years ago affected our world that says the last word has not yet been spoken. Now, wonderful little thing just as I sit down. If you think about it, Jesus entered the world through a doorway marked no entry. Because he's born of a virgin, right? He went where you can't go. He entered through a door marked no entry. And what's amazing is he left through a door marked no exit. So we have someone who comes in through a door that says no entry. He goes out through a door, the tomb, that says no exit. Here's what that means for us tonight that he can come into places that you thought he couldn't come. And he can get you out of places that you thought you couldn't get out. Because no entry and no exit were destroyed in the body of this wonderful person, born as a baby, Jesus, the Son of God, who also rose from the dead. I personally believe that Jesus was the Son of God. I personally believe that he came to show us that God still cares about us. And I also believe that one cannot dismiss him without good proof. And actually the proof tends to go the other way of this man called Jesus the Christ. I want you to be full of hope today because he's come into a place, mark no entry, and refuses to be held in the place, mark no exit. Would it be okay if I just pray for you tonight?
Now, I always love doing that in a situation like this because you're hardly going to say no. So it sounds very polite, but the truth is I'm going to do anyway. The reason I want to do it is because like those disciples who gave their life, I passionately believe the truth of this message. I passionately believe in the hope that can be yours and the freedom that can come. So I'd just like to pray for you right now, if I might. If you want to say, that's me, I receive that, that's fine, you go ahead. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for the hope that is in him that gives us a confident expectation that the last word has not yet been spoken. I pray for new things in every life today as we recognize you, Jesus, the Son of God. Amen.